Hey everybody, welcome to Make My Day Podcast. I'm Luke Capriti, joined by George Lahoff and Winston Moy. How are you doing today, George? Doing pretty good, Luke. Getting a lot of, um, I got a lot of projects done over the past uh, two weeks since we talked last. I actually took off uh, two days from work along with the holiday, and I just like slept in the shop and got things done pretty much. So <laughs> I'm feeling good. <laughs> How about you do? How are you, Winston? I am doing much better now. I went through a, a couple days of hell trying to get a video film for a sponsor. Um, so I was like up um, on Wednesday night uh, filming the ad spot. And then uh, Thursday, super early morning, we're talking like 6 a.m., waking up to put together the ad spot that I would integrate into the rest of the video to send for approval. Because um, the ad agency that I'm working with is based in Dublin. <laughs> so that because of the time zones, I have to get it there by like 8 or 9 a.m. West Coast time. So I can hit close a business uh, on in oh the God. UK so that they can send <laughs> it to the company to get approval <laughs> and get that started. Because if they don't get that email out sending, like forwarding it to the sponsor before the end of the day Thursday, the company is not going to see it till Friday. And it's 50-50 if they'll be able to give me approval before the weekend. Oh, jeez. Um, so, yeah. that I, I need to factor that time in a little better. Um, but it it worked out. I got the green light. So hopefully tomorrow I'll put out my next project video. Can't wait to see Sweet. it. Awesome. <laughs> it's nothing too crazy. It's just a spoon. <laughs> nothing wrong with that <laughs> hey spoon's an important utensil i use yeah, it man. every single day in my life so <laughs> it is and people do a lot of like really simple like hand carved spoons um and if you do it on the cnc like it's still it looks just like a spoon so i, I put a lo- my own little twist on things but i mean at the end of the day it's still a utensil for scooping things so it's <laughs> it's not gonna change your life <laughs> can't wait to nice. see it buddy <laughs> yeah <laughs> thanks Luke, how are you doing? Um, so I have a mix of emotions right now. I was telling you right when I got on, I'm excited I made it through the first week, but that's only one week of several more to go. And um, this school year, as we've all known, is going to be unique and interesting. It's just, it's a lot right now. So I'm happy I made it through one week. I'm very stressed because I still have a lot of planning to do. But then again, I just finished a quick project that both Adrian and I, we really wanted to uh, make. It's really small. It's just a flag holder. So like another boost of, you know, positive energy. And um, after this, I'm going to have to get right back into lesson planning and being stressed as anything. So just a mix of things. Is that an (laughs) indoor flag holder or outdoor? Um, It's outdoor. It's going to be, you know, like at the end of our driveway. Oh, I got to see that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. It kind of goes along with that whole sign of the time stuff that I've been doing. So yeah. uh, fairly political, but I think it's it's good. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Did you post that yet? On, uh, like a, um, no, not yet. Okay. I was taking a couple of it. pictures here and there. Um, I got one with Maui in there trying to help me out. So um, yeah. The important stuff. <laughs> exactly. The, the real key um, graphic there. So yeah, I think... All in all, I'm doing all right. I can't really complain too much. So I'm trying Seems to look like we're all doing side. better since two weeks ago. <laughs> two weeks ago, that's we were true. all burning. <laughs> At least we can <laughs> breathe this weekend. It sounds like that. That's that's all is good news. <laughs> oh yeah, seriously. But... Oh, and I wanted to tell you guys because um, since the last time we spoke, I actually had a project 
come up short fuse that I got done and kind of goes along with like, um, like my goals as a maker. And I was like super ecstatic. Somebody actually reached out to me through Etsy, surprisingly, um, to get um, a, a sign done for their storefront in Georgia. And I'm like, that's, I was like, 100%, let's do it. Because um, I've been telling you guys for a while, like, one of my goals is to, like, outfit an entire shop or, like, a brewery or a winery. Like, I, I would love to do that one day, you know, after I build up my skill set. So, like, this is, like, the perfect start to it. And so I'm, I, I was kind of crazy for saying yes because she reached out to me, um, I think it was last Saturday, and she needed it in Georgia by thursday friday of this week so like like few days of getting an a sign that was going to be outside with exterior coating uh i lasered it and like their own like logo and it, it was one of those jobs like i was i was like really ecstatic about doing it so i just kept like saying yes to whatever she wanted i guess <laughs> because at first she's like oh can you do this logo on it i'm like yeah no problem and i'm like yeah i could do exterior finishing blah blah Two, three days into it, she goes, hey, is there any chance on the back end you could do the other side of her logo? Like a much bigger one? I'm like, I was like, I, I can try. We're like really pushing it here. But like I got it done. I, I shipped it out on Tuesday. Like we paid a little bit extra for shipping to get it there. And it looks like it arrived on time. But they're launching their business today. So I'm waiting to see it like on their Instagram page. Oh, I hope I can see the sign and like post it. But I'm... I'm super psyched. I got it out there. Hopefully, I coded it as much as much as I could. I think I actually texted you guys some of the designs because I was like trying to match a specific style she wanted. But we got it out there. I, I was like one of those like crazy things of me. I don't know why I said yes. To be honest, a one week turnaround or less than that is is pretty insane. But but that's awesome though that you were able to turn around <laughs> what a a very custom project with a lot of little details that many people don't realize and get it there on time you know factoring in shipping shipping yeah. is not always as fast as you want it to be so that's Dude, really impressive and and the size of the sign was 40 inches uh, it was a it was a circle a 40 inch circle so it was like huge and like thank god i had experience from shipping the dartboards because i don't think i would have been able to like figure out the packaging as fast as possible as i did because I, I I had to do that within like an hour of the morning of the day I was shipping it to get it out on time. Oh so it was God. it was risky, and I'm really happy because somehow I executed it and got it out. And I'm just waiting to see that post of it like up on her storefront today. Yeah. You're still riding the high of that completion. Oh, for that. sure. <laughs> That's cool though. That goes into like intuition, which is something I've been hearing a lot more about. Like you've been you want to do that, and you just went with it. Like you went with your gut, and it all worked out. You figured out a way to make it work. So that's yeah. cool to see it. If it wasn't like something that aligned with like what I've been waiting for, like if she didn't say storefront, if it was just like a normal like like somebody's like baby name sign or something, I would have like 100% said no because it just was like a rush. And I had to push some other stuff to the side and it, it was like kind of stressful, but we got it done. And I, I, I was happy, like you're saying, it was like the high of, of my goals type of thing. So, so we're getting there. One baby step forward. <laughs> Dude, that sounds so stressful. Like, I am over here, like, my heart rate is up just listening to this. So, looking back on this experience, though, did you charge enough? Definitely not, but but <laughs> there, there's several reasons why not. So, I charged enough for the original job I thought it was going to be. And then she wanted, 
Well, first, she actually didn't say it was going to be an outside sign. I thought it was going to be inside. So once she said outside and we already figured out the price and I probably should have talked about the price. Well, that's fine. But so once she said it was outside, that drives up the cost because then you have to start applying a whole bunch of finishes to make it waterproof and all that kind of stuff. And that adds time, obviously. And then she wanted... Once she wanted the second logo on the other side, that just like, <laughs> I would have probably doubled the price because it was a harder logo. I had to like balance like both sides of it. I had to figure out, it, it was definitely not, definitely not enough money um, once. And, and I, I probably could have actually anticipated that. And I did probably anticipate this because she didn't seem like she knew exactly what she wanted from the start. And that's, you know, always a bad sign. Right. Like and and she kind of wanted to change it. But another reason I did this is because she's actually um, like the head of a consulting agency. So this is a sign for one of her businesses that they consult for. And she was saying, if this went well, we I might be recurring business going forward. And and with that, I'm going to have to drive the cost because of how much more work I knew it was. And we'll, we'll figure that out the line. But, you know, taking a hit money wise to have the opportunity for something that might be a lot bigger i'll you know i'll take that any day so we'll find out <laughs> we'll see yeah, that sounds okay. like a smart move like you know business move there i've done something similar where um i had a few realtors reach out to me when i was uh, making a lot of cutting boards and they're like oh these are perfect you know as a housewarming gift right before um we finish signing and everything i can give it um to them and it'll say like their last name or first names um the date that they signed or something like that and um you know i was thinking like how much do i charge for this because if this person's a good realtor and i can just have this recurring fairly to uh easy to make little project and get some money easily every single week or every single month then why not like just get in there first and then explain to them hey you know, um, it is going to be a little more expensive X, Y, and Z. These are the reasons, um, you know, I, I feel like that's a good move on your part, George, hoping all goes well for that business. You know, it's all so, based off that. So Luke, if that opportunity comes back to you, I have an idea that I know I'm never going to end up at doing, mm -hmm. but you have a Glowforge, so you could make a cutting board have a picture of the front of the house, make it into an SVG and actually laser their house onto the cutting board. Oh, wow. How cool would that be? I always <laughs> oh thought that would be God. like a cool, I, I was like, I've, I was like thinking like how to make it even further and like CNC like a different wood of the house and, oh and in, inlay that inside the other part of the cutting board and make it like way too complicated like I always <laughs> think. But yeah. I, I, I think that'd be pretty cool. Like a really, like not only do they get a welcome cutting board, but it's like their house on it. Like it's, kind of a cool thing i think i don't yeah. know i could be wrong i never tried it <laughs> yeah no hey i'll keep that in mind i'm sure i could get back into that it's just i've said no to a decent amount of projects you know <laughs> and have tried to build in some time into my own schedule but it's right. funny you talked about that though george and I, I won't put us too much off on a tangent but that experience you just had sounds like the end of an experience that i might be getting myself into I've been talking to somebody about a custom bar top that they want. And um, after like going back and forth, I realized they really don't know what they want. <laughs> they they want a bar top. They don't know really like the specific colors, dimensions. Um, you know, do they want it modern or rustic? Like they just are saying they want something. Ooh. And 
so I've been asking very specific questions and I think we're narrowing it down but it's funny because I think the price that like we're the price range that we're in right now I think is not going to be enough because I can almost expect something I would have to install it as well so I'm oh, okay. I'm wondering and we don't have to talk about it now but we can try to think of next time you know what are ways to address customers um, you know needs because you want to give them what they want um, but if you've already kind of talked into a price range and you realize they're now asking for more, is it as simple as saying, hey, that's outside of the scope, that's going to be this many more dollars? Um, or is there like another way to address it? But let's get well, back to... Well, before we... that, but just one piece of advice, if, if you're gonna, if you're already in communication with them, and I, I think it's a great topic I'll, I'll put on the list for another week and go really into it. Um, I would 100% suggest if you're able to, to make like as accurate of a model with like pictures on it that you send to them in, in writing that they agree to. So so even with this sign, I modeled it out in Fusion, got the colors as close as possible, and she okayed it. So I knew that as long as I could nail that model, like that is what they approved and and they would understand that too. Like it's like they they'd go back, they can compare and be like, you're right, that looks like it, you know, even though because a lot of times when you make it it might be exactly what they asked for, but they don't like it because they, they don't have that uh, representation in their head. And and that's the thing I'm always afraid of because if they don't know what they like, then they they need to really get a better visual idea and okay that so that you have something you can go forward with. That That's always my concern with that type of thing. But that's, I'll, I'll put this down into the list so we can dive no, heavily that's into. That's a good piece of advice, yeah. <laughs> And that's why I figure it is a deeper topic, but I, that's a good answer, at least for, for the time being. Yeah. All right. Before we get too far away from it, I want to circle back because I'm disappointed George didn't bring this up as a reminder. Oh, man. You should check um, the tax codes to see if realtors can write off gifts as a tax write-off. Because yeah, if so, <laughs> they'll be much more willing to pay like a, a true, like fair for you price. Uh, for a cutting board so you don't really need to pull your punches and be like hey like no this like effort wise i would really want to value this cutting board at x y or z uh, don't be afraid to give them that full price don't pull punches because they're not like a regular consumer at a craft show so just charge them full price all right another good piece of advice that, that was from the designs <laughs> of donnie notes. right that's the that's that mm -hmm. talk yeah <laughs> I, I actually uh i gotta make that note that's a good one <laughs> So everything we're talking about today, like th this is great. We were like already running right into the topic because, you know, Winston, you had this idea, right, of talking today about what our shop goals are and like as well as like your dream projects and where we want to be in five years, right, along those type of lines. Yeah, so I, I figured we've been talking a lot about like current struggles and I think this is a good week now that we're sort of in the thick of things like you luke you've restarted school but we've got a moment this weekend to sort of just pause and i think our stress level is a little lower even though i bet you next week we're gonna get right back into a super high stress level uh, so i figure now would be a good time to sort of just stop and think about like um looking ahead uh with sort of an optimistic perspective like what are some of the things you want to do as soon as the schedule sort of levels out a little bit um, what are you um, hustling for? Um, that was one question I asked on my other podcast. 
and my other co-hosts there are very machinist, professionally oriented, like they want to score bigger jobs, bigger CNCs. Um, but I, I think I, I'm probably leaning more towards sort of like our podcast circle where we're kind of just makers. We're doing things in our garage, um, doing like crafty things, doing artistic things. And I want to see where you guys want to be, what you want to accomplish in your side hustle. Because what we're doing here, we this is stressful. Um, this is a struggle. Um, but it should be building towards something that we all want. So I'm curious, what do you guys want? Like, where will this struggle lead? What's the payoff for you guys? It's an excellent question. Um, George, do you want to take the first answer sure yeah okay. well as you can probably imagine my mind is like literally reaching in a million different directions with that question um so i'll go first with the long-term goal in my mind so i know at the end of my path um when i retire from work if if i end up getting to the part of like retiring from work my ultimate goal is to open a maker shop where i could actually have people in the shop or doing their own little products that I could be able to help them with. I have all the latest capabilities, all that kind of stuff. I want to rent out a huge warehouse space and, and get to that point um, at, at some point, but that's, that's the big dream. And that's why a lot of what I want to do with projects up to that point is constantly um, learn the new skill sets, improve on myself. So, so that's one of the reasons like with every new project I get, like with the Thor hammers, um, I'll get a new tool. So I finally just got a drill press. I never had a drill press yet, but with the Thor hammers um, um, for the handle, you know, I want that to be as straight as possible for each one. And it's gonna be a lot of repetitive drilling. I was like, you know, this is the perfect use for uh, getting a drill press. So I, I, I got one of those and that's what I'm constantly doing, building up my skill sets, building up each of the tools for that ultimate goal. However, that's all about me being more of an expert in the area and being able to help others. So me personally to like fulfill like my like maker dreams. Um, I, I liked, I have one goal that I think I relate to. Um, I like to make stuffs. Uh, I love you 3000 sign that Bob did. Bob Claggett made this. I love you 3000 sign because he got a deal with like Marvel um, from the Avengers movie. And I'm like, that's freaking awesome. Like, so, so one of, I would love to get to a point where my work gets the attention of somebody I'm a fan of and I get to be commissioned a piece of work for them. Cause I think to me, that's like, that's like so cool. Like it's already something you have so much passion for. You somehow got the attention of them. So you like made it in some, your own way and you were a fan of them. So, so in my mind, that's like a really that's a cool goal. Five years is, is probably too short of a time for me for that. But if I got there in five years, that, that'd be, that'd be sick. So I think that's my, my main answer. I, I, I would love to get to that type of level, I think. Hmm. So one that's, question I have yeah. for you, George, is you say about retirement. And that's <laughs> always a thing that like a lot of people look towards. Like once I get to retirement, this is what I'm going to do. And it's usually this awesome dream or goal do you have an age for what that term retirement is? Is it the normal 65 or do you see it as something younger? It's when, so I have goals from my 
full like with with the navy i have goals for that job that i want to get to like there's things i want to complete there and i don't go into those on the podcast obviously mm-hmm. but i want to hit those and when i feel like i've made a, a difference there maybe i'll consider that okay i'm ready for the next stage of my life where i can go more full-time maker um or if it's if if like all the side hustle doesn't seem to be able to be able to sustain myself then that'll keep getting pushed more and more and i'm cool with that because i really enjoy that job but in my mind i want to meet the goals there because once i if if i end up leaving that at one point i'm not going to end up going back after the maker like that i want to i want to complete what i have in my mind there and then then get to that point of the retirement, I guess, or whenever I leave the government job, I guess. That's an awesome answer because a lot of people will just make it this, um, you know, random number, essentially. All right, 65, and then I'll start doing this stuff. It's like, dude, you're 25 years old. You got 40 (laughs) more years until you get to go do this thing you say you want to do. So for you to have it um, set into accomplish these things, you know, something that will give you fulfillment, and then you're going to jump into something you know, 100%. You're still working on your whole side hustle and this maker space dream. Um, But yeah, just, I just want to make sure because I hear that from some of my friends. They're like, well, I'm just doing, you know, this HR job right now or bartending or this and that. And then I'll do this. Like what? You don't even like that, right? So (laughs) start focusing or figuring out how you're going to do the thing you want to do and, and i think i think one of the key things with that is and, and i know winston you did this a lot as well and, and luke maybe you did too um i take off days from work to do my side hustle so mm-hmm. like i just said i just took two days off because i i had to focus on work so much i had no time for the side hustle so took two days of vacation time and actually just stayed in the shop and to me that was a, a great vacation like I, I i felt great you know <laughs> what i mean so so um i think that proves that you know that when you're ready to leave that you do have that other thing you want to jump to and and that's what i feel like so strongly about and winston you did that all the time until you were able to 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 do that jump you know what i mean so i think i think that shows it works you know yeah i mean there there are moments that if you put things off for long enough they just start gnawing away at you on the inside and you just you gotta sort of scratch that itch every now and then um because if you don't um you're going to get to a point where it just becomes a habit where you just put off that like, oh, I really want to do it uh, next week. Now's not a good time. And if you keep kicking it down the road, um, you're never going to like, you're going to build up the the reflex to just like delay it to the point where you're never going to accomplish what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so when that itch just gets like unbearable, pull the plug, pull the eject handle, take a mental health day and, and just get something done. Um, and I think you're more productive for it in the long term. Because when I was working for the Navy, I would be at my desk, I'd be trying to write an email, but I'd be looking down at my notebook and thinking, maybe I'll just take a minute, just doodle something out, get this out of my head, go back to the email, and then you just, you split your attention. Yep. And it's it's not good for anyone. Yeah. Uh, All I, too I much has completely. that happened to me. <laughs> yeah, where I feel like I've heard them called brain dumps, where essentially there's those things that are just eating away at you. For me, normally it is projects or like how I'm going to accomplish it. And if I can just write that down, then it's like I've cleared my mind and I can focus now on something that is more a task at hand. But I at least have something to go back to. Um, And this actually does even play a part in, say, my five-year plan of lots of times in my phone, I have a notes or, you know, the iPhone notes app. 
I have a note that is um, just for Capriti Creations and like the business side of it and things that I want to do with that. And if other people read it, it would be, you know, nonsense for the most part because it jumps all over the place. George, lots of times when you talk, I feel like, man, is he in my mind right now? There's a million <laughs> I'm happy to hear on. that. I always think I'm alone and like <laughs> with the craziness. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good to know. <laughs> but yeah, like you saying the whole makerspace thing, being able to own a space that then for me, I see it from I would love to teach people you know, how to use those tools. Whereas um, when I heard you talking about it, that might be an option, but it's also a space for people who already know how to use these tools, but maybe don't have the dedicated workspace for them at their home. Enabling Um, them, yep. Yeah, so like I see it as, well, you could have, you know, DIY workshops, essentially what Home Depot does with kids, um, but it could be to a little like um, more of here's a skill and you use the skill however you want. Um, you know, say Winston um, having those little, uh, what's it like, screencasts of here, this is me doing this project on a CNC. Um, you don't have to make the exact same thing I'm making. I'm just showing you how to, you know, move through the different interfaces, set things up. Um, you're seeing me, say, resolve a little problem in my way. And um, look, that's how I did it. Now you might know, you know, how to do the fork instead of a spoon or, you know, this other cool box that will work for you and not my project. Um, So yeah, I know that a makerspace is something that I want to get to. Um, I've been contemplating this similar question, just like what's the point of Capriti Creations? I haven't given it a time frame, but I haven't come to a good answer yet. And essentially, all that I'm thinking about right now, and it's probably for that sign of the time collective thing that I've been working on, is I want there to be some sort of social impact behind what I do. I don't want it to purely be like, look, I'm the best YouTuber, I have the most views um, or like most followers. That's great if it helps me then um, provide something to people who don't have the same resources, privileges, or other things. I would love to be able to enable people who um, who have never been able to use a tool, right? Like I could have used a tool as a, a kid, but I never really asked for it or anything. I never thought like, you know, it was okay to really like try to cut things, put things together. But there's some kids who think that's not even an option for them because they don't have enough money. Um, maybe they haven't seen somebody work with different materials. So again, I, I think for me, I'm still trying to figure it out. But um, within the next five years, I think I'm on the same path as you, George, that I want to build my skill set from a business standpoint as well as a maker standpoint. So then I will be you know, more equipped to start looking at what is that social impact that I can have. Can I have small workshops with kids of, you know, say, 10 to 14 years old or am I more at a college level or I I still don't have the answer, but essentially I think I want to work with younger people to make them better makers, whatever that may be. Love that. Um, And if you stay in New Jersey, we can open up a shop together, Luca, right? (laughs) We can keep this going strong. Yes. And if the podcast is still going, whatever amount of years, we could have the podcast in the maker shop. You see? Yeah. We got a whole plan, all right? Yeah, I love it. But seriously, like Winston will come moving back. Look at him. (laughs) I knew that's what you were angling for. (laughs) 
I, I, or maybe I love we'll just that. go That's to California. Awesome. I mean, it is sunny over there, so it's true. <laughs> you know, we're not we're open to anything. Uh, yeah. I missed the pizza. It's actually but... cloudy. <laughs> what? Right, we'll do? stay in Jersey then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you have with with so with those goals, Luke? Do you have a dream project within the five years, or like something you um, you, you want to get to? You know, it might be kind of selfish. I don't have something. Um, really like you know that's totally unique but we want a better backyard space right now it's just it's messy is the way i would describe it and um this year this summer i really wanted to make you know or redo our deck and now just with the timing of things school starting there's no way that i'm going to be able to do that but i have plans about like 50 percent of the way done maybe a little more and i think that's like my dream project right now I know that I always enjoy being outside and we have a nice way nicer backyard than we had at our first home. So I can just like picture down the line us having, you know, people over, obviously after the whole quarantine and <laughs> pandemic, hopefully. And um, so I, I'm just trying to think through like, what are some cool things that I could do um, now that I have extra time to really plan it out? And I think that's going to be like this dream project of having a, an oasis essentially as my backyard, something that is, you know, very unique to us and a very cool space to um, hang out in. Right. Awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, it's always nice to get your environment uh, to a place where you're not stressing about something or like what comes next. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think all of us, we have a idea for our homes or our shops, like, Oh, once I get to this point, it's going to be so much better. And and you always look to that goal, but it always seems so far away. Mm -hmm. um, but if it's something you can tangibly work towards, it's, that'll be super rewarding once you pull it off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Luke, you said something earlier that I, I really liked, um, and it kind of goes back to what I'm doing. So there, there's two things that I kind of want to do. And it's kind of a hybrid of both your ideas. Uh, like George, you were talking about like, once you get to that point of sort of fame or notoriety where like your name like carries some weight and you can sort of do what you want. Um, I mean, that's that's kind of somewhere, I'm not looking for fame, but I'd like to get to the point where my name is associated with a certain quality of work. Um, I So I think the person who who's sort of like at the forefront of that is Jimmy Duresta. Yeah. Like you put it, you put his name on that and like, you know, there's something about it. Like there's something cool, some cool maker made it, or it's like a, a heavy metal object or th there's a, you, you say a Duresta whatever project and you kind of picture what kind of twist he put on it. Um, so if I can ever get to that point where it's like, oh, Winston made that, like you kind of immediately have an idea like, oh, it's like something taken to the next level or like with a nerdy twist. Um, so from a personal perspective, like that's what I'm looking for, but from a long-term outside perspective, um, like Luke, you're an educator, like, you know, that your legacy will be inspiring others, giving them the tools to succeed down the road, uh, even without you. So like what you were saying, like, oh, maybe they're not going to learn how to make a spoon, but they'll end up making a fork. Um, I really want to give people the, the catalog or the, the background to look at problems from a general perspective and be like, um, I don't know exactly how to make that. No one's done it before, but here are some tools, some skills that I've picked up over time and I can put them together and get to the finish line. 
So I think long term, like that's the impression that I want people to get out of my videos. Um, because let's face it, most people aren't going to make like cheese graters, like soap dish holders and uh, random things like that. But at the very least, they'll be proficient in how to use Fusion, proficient or comfortable around a CNC, and able to carry that on. Um, but I think you guys can hit it at a lower level, uh, because I was also thinking, like, um, there is an accessibility problem in woodworking and making. I know a couple of years back, like, people were saying um, that there's sort of a... Um, uh, financial gap in like the kinds of people who can go to maker fairs and stuff like that because if you're living paycheck to paycheck it's really hard to justify oh let me drop three hundred dollars for a 3d printer for my kid or take a day off to take him to maker fair or so stuff like that um and like as much as i want to think that oh anyone can get a cnc sometimes you have to start lower and so if you can build a maker space with hand tools or something like for a lot of kids, like cardboard, like hot glue guns, like that's their entry point into making. So I think you guys might be able to to have more of an impact than me in the long run, really. So so just to branch off that, Winston, uh, the cardboard thing with the Glowforge, I actually started some designs now to cut out um, like different pieces, like the rocket, for example, out of cardboard. So I could sell it extremely cheap, but give it all away as a kit for people to still assemble at home. Like it's, it's going to be so cheap, so light. You could probably maybe even put small pieces in an envelope or something and like send it like for like dirt cheap with a glow for So I started cutting with it this weekend and it cuts so clean. I only set one piece on fire, but you know, <laughs> I cut a lot of pieces to get to that. So, so going off that, I, I agree. I agree completely. And my head's in the same space because you know, I, I told you like with that that one with the rocket, and now I have this new idea that I'm really excited about with um, doing um, a lighthouse model with the same idea with the candle on top. So I think that'd be like kind of going those those tea candles are just so cheap they're fun to build with. So I I'm still going along that path of like kits for kids to help them get into the idea of putting things together and making their own. And and I was like, you know, the wood ones I have to sell for a little bit more because. You know, I put my material cost, but I can do this with cardboard and then people can paint it at home. And and it's 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 like I'll call it like the cardboard projects or something like real like dirt cheap type of things that people can have still make cool things with their kids out of. So going exactly along what you were thinking, um, I, I think you're right with that. That makes a lot of sense. OK, so quick aside, you're talking about tea lights and integration into projects. Yeah. <laughs> Halloween is coming up. Oh, yeah. You put a lot of things around the house that illuminate in the window. I think you've got a huge project series opportunity right uh, here. So I should do how to cardboard. You're right. So, so <laughs> um, I am getting way back more into the Maslow. I actually um, I'm working with them on a Halloween video project, but I was going to be using wood. Maybe we'll do a big piece of cardboard now that you made. But um, behind me on my other computer here, um, I actually was an illustrator. I'm mocking up um, some SVG files, vector files for um, Mike and Sully from Monsters Inc. So um, silhouettes of them and they're in like scary forms. So they're not going to look like all like fun like they did in the, the movie. They're going to have like these red beating eyes and all you see is a black silhouette of them in the window. So it's like cool. It's like a little bit Disney, but also kind of a little creepy. And then I've also been, but I could do that with cardboard. I like that idea. Oh, man. So maybe I'll do that too. <laughs> and then um, I'm also working on doing pumpkins 
and and you'll like this Winston and sorry because this is a slight tangent from from the whole topic but um so with CNC you normally have to do sliced of stuff right you don't really like for a pumpkin shape I'm not going to be using a CNC to make wood that I can bend although that'd be a cool project for later on so maybe maybe one day but um, I'm actually looking at doing two different slicing methods so one you'll have um, just kind of the shape of the pumpkin but I also want a face so I'm using a stacked method as well that'll just be for the front of the pumpkin um, and it'll show the face so it's kind of a cool blend of of making a model that you can see and see um, versus if you wanted to do the whole thing stacked it would take up a lot more wood and if you only did vertical slices across the entire pumpkin there wouldn't be enough detail it'd be just it'd be cool but it wouldn't be enough detail in my mind so so that'll be coming out too so so you got my mind tainted because for how we michelle and i like halloween a lot we like um uh like like even stuff from the movie coco we got like those type of um, decorations all around the house and stuff so so we're, we're taking this opportunity to make a lot of our own decorations for sure. The Glowforge is perfect for that too. I mean, it's ideal type of thing and you using cardboard, spray paint that and it'll look good enough, at oh, least for this it. Halloween, right? <laughs> I um, love it. It's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, because when you just said that Mike and Sully thing, um, I don't know, they're not tea light candles. I think a lot of people will put them out for Christmas. They're the tall... They usually are like a white candlestick and then it has this small yep. um, like flame shaped can or flame shaped light bulb. And I wonder if you could make almost like a little ring attachment. I can't think of what it would be if you would use a paper clip or binder clip. Um, again, trying to think of real cheap office supplies. And then you would send them this cardboard file or maybe just make it for yourself um, of these different silhouettes. And then the eyes would be the only open thing. Love it. And so the light would shine through and you could use tissue paper to make the different colors. You don't even need LEDs or anything like that. I like that a lot. So like, there's a lot of ways you could probably take cardboard and make a really big series of projects. Well, and and my goal, sorry, I almost lost you there. My goal, um, with the whole cardboard series, everything that you would need, at home if you wanted to like you know up it a little bit would be from the dollar store so i go to the dollar store a lot now and i'll like find like little things there because the dollar store has everything honestly like the amount of products you can make at the dollar store is like insane like poster board there is cheap and huge like it's awesome so so that that's my goal i, I like this even more so I, yeah maybe i'll get work on that because that's a cool idea for i wasn't thinking about the cardboard series for decorations um but it, I think it'd be a good hit. And and even if, if I can't send people cardboard, I could do like printouts so they can cut it themselves and stuff like that. So that that could work too. Oh man, mm. now my head, my whiteboard's gonna, gonna fill up again. <laughs> yeah, maybe a whole week with all this now. This is exciting. All right, cool. <laughs> well, sorry One for that tangent. about cardboard <laughs> and then we can get back to it. Um, at school, that's gonna be one of our main materials that we're using since we have some kids in class, some kids at home. So it's easy to ship it or they're gonna probably pick it up, but we're essentially collecting a ton of cardboard. So as you're saying these things, I'm just thinking, oh my God, I could give them an example of, look what we can cut out on the Glowforge and you could add a little light to it and it looks like there's a rocket ship taking off or a lighthouse. Um, How can you incorporate one light and some cardboard? or you only have two square feet of cardboard and a light, make something that incorporates this. 
Um, so I'm trying to think of it now as how can I use this as a project or an assignment for my students and they get to actually make something out of it. Um, in Dude. all of my classes, it's a hands-on experience. So I want to be able to send home materials and then them actually have a product that either stays you know, in their room or they can give to a family member, a friend, like as a gift. I don't know, something like that. And this is perfect. Like it's given me some ideas already. So that's Dude. awesome. Bottled rockets with cut uh, cardboard on top of the spaceship. That'd be sick. I mean, I guess they kind of already do that. They normally put a fin on, but you could make it way more detailed. You could, you could, Ooh. oh, you could do so much. Yeah. They could design their own fins, right? And then we could cut them out. And on see if we get the highest or something. Or yeah, like the, that'd be pretty cool. It is funny. We already started collecting two liter soda bottles. And I know this is, again, off tangent but um uh yeah we've collected a lot of two liter soda bottles we need a lot more for the students um but yeah that's going to be they make it they send it back to us and then me and my co-teacher we're going to have you know a couple of days where we just launch as much oh, as the so rockets cool. <laughs> off and then we'll do like hang time um we'll take videos of it so they can see the, the flight path and they'll give us observations based off of that you know why did you know so and so stay in the air so long or go so high or fall funny or you know those different things so i mentioned this in an earlier podcast the disney channel has um, a show called shop time and they did something similar and it's really cool because they get these shop teachers and there's a competition it, it's really it's kind of fun to watch um, but they did it and they actually had the, the students would choose the number of eggs they wanted to put into the spaceships and they would actually have to protect it for the landing and whoever had the most eggs intact when it landed and again you could choose one if you wanted to and just make sure that one or you can choose like six and see which of those last um those are the ones at once so that's that's a cool spinoff too a lot of eggs unfortunately but you know it could be um pretty pretty fun <laughs> interesting we did the egg drop challenge last year so i wonder if we can incorporate that all right we gotta get back to it <laughs> <Yeah>. winston <laughs> sorry winston. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm i'm pretty good with yeah. this uh we can always dive into this again at a future date and uh, check in on progress um i guess to sort of just wrap up this theme though um what's what's one step that you can take in the next three months towards your uh this goal of your your future improved uh self as a maker i know for me um right now the the shop's a disaster there are new products like looming on the horizon for carbide 3d so i need to think about how to reorganize my shop um, to incorporate some of these tools. Um, uh, so like we've got a new Nomad coming out. I might want to put one in my garage. Where do I find the space? I've got a, um, one of my recent videos was a pocket NC enclosure for my little five axis CNC. It's great. It's wonderful, but because there's a fixed box volume on it, now I can't really stash it underneath my CNC where I'd normally keep it. So it kind of needs a permanent home. Um, I got to pull out the vacuum former Home Depot sent me a vacuum. So things are, are moving around and I need to get to a point where I feel comfortable in my garage again. Cause right now there's a little bit too much cardboard and stuff just laying around, um, taking up space because nothing has a permanent home yet. So I think, um, I need to get to a point where I can walk down the aisle of my shop without tripping over things. Um, and then I'll feel comfortable again to start pursuing projects themselves instead of worrying about the infrastructure of my shop. 
I think George, you showed a couple pictures of me. I don't know if it's on Instagram yet, but you're uh, working on making your garage a little more conducive to video work. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, so um, I will send you both like pictures and, and ask for advice throughout the week because I need that because I'm so like my mind is on so many different projects that to keep myself improving, I normally have to step away or ask you guys for advice or stuff. So, so Winston had the tip um, need better lighting in the shop, and so I instantly got um there's this new channel on youtube um they're not too new i don't think but they're called Woodbrew. um they're they're this couple maker and um they coincidentally at the same time i just watched a video of these like cheap lights that they use in their shop they were like 30 bucks and um you don't have to attach the wire you can plug right in and my light socket on on the ceiling already has a plug so it worked so easily i plugged it in and it's already tremendously better um so that that that's probably one thing, but I don't actually feel like I have trouble. Um, my shop's a mess, but it's a mess because I'm always working. You know what I mean? So like like I have benches with stuff on it, and every bench that has all this stuff on it, it's because I'm using it for you know the different products going on. My main thing, you know, I should work on in the next three months uh, to really get to the goals is um, all of my. I got to step up my digital game. Um, so. I don't share my work enough because the digital is what's getting me, you know, the sponsorships, the engagement that I want to, to get recognized to a higher level. Right. So if, if I didn't have this one Etsy listing that I literally made for some, the bandaid plaque, I wouldn't have had this job for the exterior sign. Um, you know, if I didn't go to Workbench Con, I wouldn't have had sponsorship deals from like Home Depot and stuff like that somewhere down the line. So for me, it's it's about building up that a lot more. So so my website's nowhere near par of, of showing my amount of work. Um, my YouTube channel, I'm still like 15 videos behind and that's just only growing because I can't keep up. I, I want to do more products and make videos. So all of that, and, and it's the constant complaint I know for me. and but it, it's really that part for me. It, it's I have to I have to post more. I have to do more, um, a, like I have to do more work on my computer and and have the time for that. And I'm not doing a good job of that. So maybe in the next three we, months or so, I'll step that up a lot. I want to get to. I really want to get to one video a week. I don't think that's possible, but I, I'd rather shoot for the sky and see what I can hit. So that's my goal. If I can do one video a week. Um, reach out to different sponsors, uh, keep posting to my channel, make my, make my shop and my work more aware to the public. That's, that's my goal for, for building up, I think at this point, how would you look? <laughs> I mean, that's a good goal. Um, and I'll just start with, um, when I'm thinking about like posting on Instagram, I'm always like, uh, oh, what am I going to write for it? Or like what picture really does whatever the project is, justice, right? Like, is this a good angle? Is the lighting okay? I have all these like thoughts about it instead of just getting something out there. And something that I've been thinking about um, is how I can just kind of um, systematically go through that. So when I finish a project, don't even worry about like necessarily the angle. Just think, what do you, what was the point of it? What do you want to capture? And it just take that picture. So if I were making cutting boards, I should have a setup, right? Where, okay, I just put my camera in there, slide the cutting board under, it's got a white background or whatever background I want. And it's almost always the same thing. Instead of me getting so 
creative or something on this one shot. Now, if something comes to me and says, this would be a really cool picture or something or grab their attention more, maybe I'll go with it. But I always get frustrated with myself with how much time I take to just post something. And like you have so many projects going on, you need it to be systematic. You almost want to just push it off to anybody. Hey, I just finished this. Can you go take a couple pictures? Throw that out there on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and I'll be working on the next project. Um, but I know that you're not ready to really take on like this second person coming in the shop. And I understand that. Um, but it just seems like with how much content you probably have and how backed up you are, you are the bottleneck of that because you're doing so much stuff. 100 percent. A hundred. I wish I would. I, I definitely I'm, I'm just too afraid even to hire some or I don't even know. But I'm not consistent yeah. enough. I don't have a time. You know, a lot of times I'm in the shop like midnight. I'm not gonna have somebody there. But yeah, <laughs> I, I would I'd love to just give everybody somebody all my stuff and let them do all my social media management but that costs a lot of money and mm -hmm. and honestly i sh like that's where the world's going i gotta get better at it you know it's it's not going away so i don't know yeah i and i'm not doing i'm not saying that as an insult by any means it just really is i feel like that's one of my issues as well like i have a few pictures and videos on my phone that I've essentially held off on posting or anything because I'm like, ah, not right now. Like I'll do that tomorrow or oh, I'll just wait till Thursday. I'll do a throwback Thursday. It's like, well, how many throwback Thursdays have I now missed to send out these things? And is it even relevant for whatever I want to do? Um, so yeah, like I'm just saying it's, hmm. it's a tough like thing, but I think that's an awesome goal because once you get into it, you'll probably then just get more comfortable and you're not even going to think about it. And you got three months to work on it and bring it into your routine that you probably can do it, you know? No, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, um, but for me, for the next three months, um, I think I'm similar to you, Winston, that I need to kind of have my shop uh, truly organized because I'm not going to have a lot of time to really deal with the mess um, when I do have a project on the weekends. With lesson planning, I'm still really focused on that and trying to become a you know a good educator. So um, I'm not going to use that as like over the next three months I need to get better at it. But it's more I think organization for me that if I have something like um, a chop saw or miter saw station, that might be a really big thing for me because then I have some workspace or a tabletop space that would be good for assembling stuff be good for helping me you know with video or anything than just you know actually cutting a long piece of wood um and so i think like that is a very tangible thing that i should be able to do and then would help me in the long run once i want to um start the deck next summer so it kind of would be like something that needs to be done before may of 2021 so if i could do it over the winter that seems like that'd be a good time and then I'm going to learn some sort of skill in, you know, all of that making that would then help me for the makerspace stuff. So, um, yeah, that's my boring goal. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. You can never have enough horizontal surface area in a shop. Yeah. And then something that I thought about when you were talking about your um, uh, five axis CNC, Winston, my mm -hmm. um, father-in-law, he has a ton of helicopters and airplanes like the RC ones. Uh, that people find fields 
and his management system or like organization system in the garage is actually really cool it's a bunch of different pulleys that are on um, different colored strings so you might have like a blue string for I don't even know the names but just say you know a Black Hawk helicopter the red ones for this fighter jet or something like that and um, when he goes over to this one area near the door they're all tied up and then he just uh, will untie it and he'll lower it down from the ceiling so it's in all that empty space where you can't put horizontal workspace up there unless you mm-hmm. had levels in your garage. But he's using that space so then all of his floor space could be tabletops or where he wants to park his truck or shelf and organization space. So I was wondering if there's a way that you could almost um, raise that enclosure. I don't know how sturdy it is, but if there's a spot where it could be raised and then mm-hmm. out of your way that then you lower it onto a work surface. That would be pretty cool. Um, and again, I don't know exactly how you would do it, but if there is that space above you that you're not using, um, that might be one way to give you more floor space and shop space. But... It's a tricky idea. Um, and George, you're going to run into this with your lights. <laughs> the problem with working uh... in a garage is when the garage door goes up, you lose half of that real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, and the preceding owner of this house that I live in now had like a little shelf that goes right above where the garage door opens. So like you can slide in a sheet of plywood or something. And right now it's filled with junk. Mm. Um, it's also not constructed very securely. It's like two screws, like into the, uh, the, the roof structure above the garage. It's, it seems a little sketchy. There's no like corner brackets or anything it's literally just like two maybe two by two or three by three square posts that come down uh and go across with another shade of plywood a little sketchy but um i mean it's held like an extension cord and like a couple uh long like fluorescent light bulb tubes i might be able to do something there um i have been meaning to find a better way to store sheet goods so that might be an option Mm -hmm. nice See George right. well, contemplating. He, he is, uh, his mind is already racing oh along, my God, so and I know you have to go too. So we should probably wrap it up pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is this has been great. <laughs> I have so many thoughts in my mind now. I always do when I talk to you guys. So I'm excited to go make stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Well, right. till till next time in two weeks, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's been another great chat. All right, yeah. guys. Catch you later. <laughs>